Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman, and this is episode 201. It is a conversation with the poet and photographer, Mary McPherson. She's based in Wellington. Um, She has a fairly new book of poetry, her first book of poems uh, out called Social Media. I love this book. She reads a couple of poems during this podcast. In fact, after I finish this intro, the first thing you're going to hear is her reading a poem. Um, And I think we finish with a poem as well at the very end of this conversation. I had known Mary's work, uh, particularly her photographic work, and I knew she was a poet uh, a few years ago. Uh, She put out an amazing book called Old New World, one of my favourite books of photographs from a New Zealand photographer. And I met her for the first time last year because her partner is Peter Black, a famous photographer also, and uh, I'll include a link to it, but I had a conversation with him. So I went up to their house and recorded a conversation with Peter. And uh, and he said to me, I think maybe before we even started recording, you know who you really should be speaking to? You should be speaking to Mary. And I knew that there was a book of poems in the works. So I waited until that's come out and then I have since you know met her a couple more times but went back up to the house a month or so ago and recorded this conversation where we talk about the poetry we talk about um her photography and her she is you know uh, a great uh, curator and critic and organizer of uh of photographs for other people as well as her own work and um, I'll include some links to the the stuff but she talks about being involved in various Wellington photography groups and some of the curational sort of work that she's done as well as her own exhibitions and her own published books and I love her take on anti-photography she posts a lot of cool photos on Instagram we follow each other there and um, she's worth checking out there and uh, yeah I, I, I love this conversation it's always a challenge to talk about the visual arts and have just an audio medium no video to go with it but um, I, I enjoyed this conversation and I hope you do too this is me talking with Wellington based poet and photographer Mary McPherson Smoke Music from behind the hedge rises wild over sharp leaves saying dance like a tree You imagine a leaking, leaning sofa crashing the party, the big guest everyone climbs on. Oh yes, you love the imagined other. You pace the porch, loving and hating. Smoke rises from remote fires. Next morning, bird calls spiral in cool air. Something's gone out of sight. Something's flickering in its place. Mm. I love that as soon as I, you know, when I open the book, that's the first poem in the book, and I always love this with a volume of poetry where the first poem hits you, and you go, oh yeah, this is going to be for me. You know, I'm going to turn the page. You know, I guess there are some great volumes of poetry that don't don't have that about them, but you always hope for that. So I love that. Um, this is your first full book of poems. Yeah, yeah. It's, been... it's pretty new. Like, that's not the only reason we're going to have a chat, but it's certainly a good time to, to plug the book. It came out in the last, in the last month or so, yep. um, by the time people hear this. Um, how did it come about? And how, um, you, you, you know, you've been writing poetry for a lot longer than just recently. It's yep. been in your life for a long time, and we'll get to that. So what's it like to have a book out, and how did it come about? Um, 
Well, it, it has poems from years and mm. years and mm. years ago in it, really. And because I do poetry um, alongside my photography mm. practice, um, poetry often, you know, although I'm always working away on it, takes a bit of a back seat in terms of the amount of attention it gets. But mm. I kind of felt that I did have a collection there, um, particularly with the central section about the group of fictional characters mm -hmm. and that I had to give some time to poetry so I just decided that this year it was going to happen and mm. photography was going to get elbowed and take a back seat. out of the way yeah, yeah. for a change and I, I would really focus on getting this book done. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well yeah, well congratulations and, and, and everything about it I like, I love the cover I love, uh, and that's a special kind of collaboration. Yeah, that's um, Peter's photo, mm. and actually, actually um, Peter Peter is responsible for the title as well. Um, he's very good at titles. Mm. I feel like I should be good at titles, <laughs> but Peter usually comes up with my titles. Mm. And um, so I was having decided on the title. I was thinking, up, you know, because I really wanted a, mm. a photograph. You know, what photos have we got between us? Mm -hmm. For social media, and Peter said, "Oh, what what about this one?" And I was like, immediately, like, I want that photograph. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I would have first met you about a year ago or so. I came yeah. up here, we're in your place, and I came up here to interview Peter uh, for the podcast. And but I knew about some of your work. This book that's in front of us, Old New World, I love. Oh, thank um, you. So I knew I knew who you were and what you'd done. And I remember at that time, maybe when maybe it was Peter that said it when I left, but. Um, or the next time I saw him at his exhibition, he's like, "You should have, you should have, you should have Mary on your podcast. You should talk to her." I said, "I absolutely will." But and then next thing there was this um, sort of hint that a book of poems was coming. So I, you know, that hence the delay. I wanted. To, I thought we can talk about both. Oh, we can totally. talk about. We can talk cool. about. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know. I mean, we've 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 since met a couple of other times. I've been to one of your shows. I've been to Peter's shows. I've seen lots of your work. Um, but tell me how this came to be what you do. You grew up in Dunedin? Yes. Um, I'm sort of one of those people who migrated from Dunedin to mm. Wellington. Um, mm. In my generation, that was a very bold thing to do. Now I probably would have migrated, you know, to Melbourne <laughs> or mm -mm. somewhere a bit further afield. Um, and But I've lived in Wellington so long. I, You're a Wellingtonian. I, yeah, I... Almost think I'm entitled to yeah. think I'm a Wellingtonian. Yeah. yeah. Well, what um, what brought you up here? What was the reason? Um, I I think it was just like circumstance. Mm -hmm. um, at that stage, I was married to someone who came from Wellington, so mm -hmm. I could ride along on his coattails and come to Wellington. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I don't I don't think it was a particularly thought out thing, right. I, well, other than you know, like I wanted yeah. to go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, what do you remember Dunedin fondly? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, it, Are you drawn yeah. back there at all? Um, when I was doing Old New World, you know, and mm. I was going um, to a lot of small towns around the country. Yeah, yeah. Around the country, it it certainly my life in Dunedin and. Naseby, where we used to go mm. in our holidays, was very important to me. It was like the sort of invisible centre of mm. that work and that time in the 1950s and 60s mm. when I 
went there. Um, but maybe I haven't felt that much curiosity lately. It feels like maybe Dunedin is separate from me and I've kind of... Said goodbye. <laughs> kind of come yeah. to, to peace with mm, that mm. In, in a way because for a long time I, I sort of felt kind of quite strange being there like little bits that were connected to me but then there were other things that weren't and I felt quite anxious about those but mm. now I think oh well Dunedin is a separate place and I do actually live in Wellington mm. and <clears throat> over the past two or three years I've actually been doing a series of photos called Of the Hill which is about living on the hills in, mm. in Wellington and maybe that is a way also of saying that I live here. Mm -hmm. When do you know that you've got an idea for a photo series, or that you've, you know, or that you've got? As you say over the last few years, I've been doing this series. I've always wondered this. Like, when do you? It's, it's going to be different for each person, each photographer. But when do you know that you've got a series happening? Um, it, I, I usually spend a lot of time mucking around at the beginning. It's a very organic. Mm -hmm. um, process but I'd, maybe it's it's like writing as well you get a you do some work and you get a feeling about it and you want to um, connect with that feeling and um, usually that sets you off on a quest that takes years mm, <laughs> mm. before you um, actually realize or kind of understand what it is that you're looking at and interest interested in because it's like creating a mental world mm. really um, a bit in the same way as when you're writing mm -hmm. well I mean the words and images go together and in a lot of different ways and often there's um, partnerships there there's a, a journalist and a photographer there's the you know director of photography and the scriptwriter and sometimes people are doing both both of these jobs you work with with both of these jobs, you you work with images and words. Did they both arrive in your world early on? You know, as a kid, do you remember being fascinated by pictures and words, or did or did one come first? Um, I I probably was a reader. I think mm. before I started photographing, so I started photographing later. And um, <clears throat> when I came to Wellington, I wanted to try out lots of art forms so I rushed around taking all sorts of workshops you know like theatre masks mm. or street theatre or uh, film um, writing poetry um, a photography workshop and very you know just wanting to be into everything but um, somehow it was those two things that stuck mm. Mm. Um, yeah so I did you know, like um, writing workshops with Loris Edmund and Fiona Kidman, and I did an early photo forum workshop. But I'm not, I'm not quite sure why it was those two particular those things. Yeah, yeah. May, maybe because there's things that you could that they're quite solitary things, and they deal with your interior world mm. a lot, and that probably quite suits who I am. I'm not a sort of very gregarious sort of person so mm. I quite like something that I can it's just 
I like living in my head mm. a lot and working by myself. So mm. um, maybe maybe that's why. When did you? When do you reckon you first knew that about yourself? Um, I don't. Well, it's hard to say really. Mm. I, I mean, maybe it's just something I've gradually realised and mm. again thought, oh well, that's just the way. I am really, mm. and just accepted that. Mm. Well, so what was going on for you as a as a kid, apart from being a reader? You say you're a reader. What 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 were you? What do you remember about your childhood as being the things that occupied you? Um, probably. Oh, my parents had a very big garden, um, so I spent. I remember that very mm. vividly, and the sort of physical surroundings of where we lived in Waverley and Dunedin. Um, it was a kind of new subdivision that had opened up across from farmland that belonged to a Catholic mm. orphanage. And so that that kind of interest in, in newness and things changing, I think, has remained with me as a photographer mm. um, quite a bit. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I am, I am quite. Yeah, I do love the physical world. I love plants and buildings, um, and I think that pro possibly comes from uh, growing up. Mm, yeah, mm. where I grew up mm, as well. Mm. Yeah, because I was thinking you can. I mean, I'm starting to see this now through, I guess, through having a child, watching yeah. my my son grow up. But I feel like with children, you can, you can see them observing things in a. Mm in a filmmaking or photographic yeah. composing way yeah. but they're not actually doing that they don't have the tool they don't yeah. have the camera but you can actually watch them watch the world and you're, and then you're doing a version of that yourself yes. in your observation of them and I've started finding that really really fascinating and so I think people come back and realise oh I was doing that as a child like yeah. maybe, maybe you were taking photographs without a camera Quite, quite possibly, mm. yeah, um, yeah, and I, I think, um, yeah, I am, I am just quite interested in in physical things more, more than people, mm. re really. Um, I, I'm not, not uninterested in mm. people. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't mean to sound like really antisocial or anything, but yeah, I think, um, like, I'm the kind of person if I'm walking along a street. I'm looking at the plants, you know. I'm kind of greeting the plants, mm, mm, uh, mm. really, more more than anything. Yeah, and I think that's what like I've I've always been really drawn to with a lot of photography. Yours is a great example of this. Where and you say you know you're interested in plants and buildings and things like that. I've I, I grew up as probably a lot of people did with photo albums of what I think now are just awful tourist snaps of there's a nice building but there's a family standing in front of it and it's, and it's me and it's my family and <laughs> yes. we're ruining the view and none of us look particularly happy to be there because yeah. we've all been forced into this yeah. situation and I don't I don't I sort of I think I really actually probably had that revelation in a, in a way looking at a lot of Peter's photographs here, to, here are photos of little things that could be happening at the side of where the main photograph might be if, you know, someone yeah. without his eye was to plonk a family there and yes. take a picture and he's noticed something interesting on the side. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think as a photographer what keeps me interested is 
taking anti-photographs, mm. uh, really. Mm. Um, things that really stretch the boundaries of what's possible to be in a photograph. And um, I have been very into very large views with all sorts of tiny things in it that people can make connections on if mm. they look in the photograph. Mm. But I don't ever... Which also links a photo yes. to a poem again, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, in, in a way, also in, in social media, um, quite a bit of that was trying to write not poetry, uh, you know, mm. trying to um, strenuously not be like poetry. Mm, mm. Yeah, there's several pieces in there that you could call a prose poem. Um, and then you talk, there's the, the characters in the middle. I mean, that's, in a way, it's the short stories, but also in a way, or a stage play, but also in a way it's kind of meticulously plotted out like a, a detail of a novel. Yeah, yeah, I, I really loved having the cast of characters. Um, mm. I, I sort of got the idea at first when I was reading um, Nicole, Nicole Krauss's Great House. I don't know if you've no. Read that, but I've it, heard it. I've, yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's kind of full of characters who spend a lot of time tied up in each other's lives and thinking about each other. And um, I just really kind of loved that rich interior world mm. and the fact that they were so obsessed with each other. And I had one of those moments where I thought, oh, I want some of that, which is always a signal that I do actually want to use it for, mm. for writing and I thought well no I, I you cannot start writing short stories you know mm. like there is mm. not time in your life <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. do that you cannot add you've allocated this time it, for a poetry book yeah <laughs> and that needs and, to happen and, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I thought oh well maybe I could make it you know make it a hybrid like um, actually borrow some of the things mm. from short stories and have some characters and mm. that was actually like a huge freedom uh, you know like it was I could really um, kind of give them adventures and thoughts mm. and kind of put some mean emotions in there and um, all sorts of things that yeah. are usually in poetry and yeah, yeah. Have, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's very clear. So you move up to, let's go back to your work. Uh, your life and, and and how this all how the stuff all starts to happen. You move up to Wellington. You say you start. You're basically interested in in art and creativity, and you and in a way, it seems like you're trying to see what sticks. You're having to go at a few different things, with one or two things in mind. But you're quite open to trying a few different forms of writing, a few different forms of art. Yeah, yeah, um, and I I don't think. I don't think I sort of made a conscious choice that, you know, oh, it will be mm. um, this one. Um, mm. Maybe the fact that I met Peter and lived with him and he's such a fantastic photographer really helped to fuel my drive into photography um, mm. because it was, you know, like having a constant, you know, fantastic photographic artist to be in dialogue with um, mm, mm. about my own work and... I was always, I mean, I've always been striving to be better than I am. Um, you know, I, mm. I think that's part of the reason for keeping going on things like you're kind of really curious about a, a particular idea or a, an approach and you try that out and mm. maybe some of it works, but 
you want to do it better or um, so that that kind of just keeps you interested and, mm-hmm. and keeps you moving forward mm-hmm. yeah. and and so when do you when do you take the first kind of leap with your own photography like when does it when do you present it when does it you know um, go in front of other people's eyes I think I sort of started that quite early on really um, it was probably quite audacious <laughs> considering I was um, you know just starting out but yeah I, I I think you know like right from the beginning I was trying to have shows and, and mm. develop bodies of work and mm. being curious about different directions and mm. um, working on projects and, and probably more importantly you know like buying heaps of books and, and mm. looking at them because yeah, you've written a lot about photography and organized projects around photography yeah. and curated mm-hmm. and uh, what so what are you looking for in an image outside of the ones that you're you know outside of the ones that you're looking to take yourself what are you looking for in an image what what speaks to you about someone's photograph it's different every time yeah. but yeah. what are some of the characteristics you um, well I, I suppose there's different layers I mean there are things that appeal to me personally as an artist that, mm. that fuel, sort of fuel my drive um, and uh, yeah I'm, I, I probably tend I'm often quite interested in images um, that don't have people in them but mm. yet manage to be quite socially and politically charged or quite emotional um, I mean I do also like work with people in it mm, but mm. I get particularly excited by <clears throat> um, work that's sort of a little bit more in my territory um, mm, mm. for example I've um, just bought Joel Sternfield's latest book called Our Loss um, which is about the site where in, in um, Prospect Park in Brooklyn where um, a, a lawyer um, quite a noted lawyer burnt himself to death um, as a protest against um, what's happening to the planet mm. and the lack of action on it and um, the book consists of photographs of that site taken throughout the year and all the changes in nature and the things that are happening around the site mm. Um, mm. and it's like a it's, so it's a very big sequence of photos and they're also both in, in some ways like unremarkable photos but immaculately observed and so I'm quite I'm always very excited by work that's kind of as ordinary as possible that kind of just sort of lifts the world mm. um, sideways into an image to the mm. so it's not obvious um, but yet it's a miraculous image or a miraculous sequence. Mm, mm. So, yeah, I'm always trying to fight against the obvious. And you'd, and you'd arrived at that, I take it, way before social media, which, so social media, say particularly Instagram, which I know you're active on, um, that's creating that space for people, you know, if they want, but they might not have arrived at that idea old-fashioned, photos first and you and you had 
So you you'd already you already had that all in mind before there was Instagram. Um, yeah, yeah, I mm. guess I guess so. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean I do love Instagram. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know that, and it's a it's it's a part of the the great thing about Instagram is it's for me I think is it's everything, isn't it? It's it's complete amateurs and you would never see exhibiting or presenting in any way but they might have something and then it's yeah. great photographers finding another medium for their work yeah and all points in between yeah i i, I love that thing about it that it's so democratic mm. you know i kind of love the fact there are gatekeepers there and mm. you just tune into this river of images and I guess you know you select your yeah, you pick your path of it, yeah. yeah of the river like I mm. try to I follow you, you know, block out faces <laughs> yes yeah I I follow people who seem to be doing interesting art or photography or maybe they're just like good storytellers and mm. you know I like people who shoot their home baking and mm, tell me a story mm. about that as well and mm. I love the fact it's all mixed up together. Um, mm. But you do also, um, if you follow it closely, you you get to see, you know, what's in people's work. And so I have discovered some uh, quite interesting mm. people, which I've um, kind of used on in another bit of thing that I do, where I'm the editor of the Photo Forum Reviews site. Mm. And so I found people whose work I've wanted to feature through Instagram. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And it, yeah, well, I guess another aspect of Instagram too is speaking to your your strengths and interests is it can also combine the photographic image and words. So there's some people yeah. that really tell us, actually tell a yeah. story with their, there are other people that just take the photo. But there are some people on their Instagram thread that are really telling a story. I think, you know, I think locally Stuart McKenzie's oh, he's amazing. work yeah, is just yeah. incredible on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. his work elsewhere is great too. Yes. I've, talk, I've talked to Stuart and I'm a big fan of his work, but I think he's an Instagram star to me. He's wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I You know, his um, little narratives. Yeah, and, yeah, and exactly. Are, are like he takes great, great shots, but yeah. his, um, the way he then reframes them yes. with the, the writing, the narrative yes. is, is incredible. Yeah, 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 yes. I'm, I'm really sort of inarticulate when it comes to <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. I, I kind of, um, I sort of don't want to make my pic. I want the pictures to do the work rather than the words, mm. so I tend to have quite minimal captions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess people, the, the great thing with it is I feel like you're watching people find and refine their style as it's happening because, you know, like I'm for me with Instagram, I came to it a bit late and felt like, oh, yeah, you had to do this actually story. And so I started typing lots of things and then I thought, well, I don't want to do that because I write words all the time anyway. And so I've just gone to mostly posting a picture and I might occasionally put a little sentence about it. But yeah, I had to I had to kind of pull away from that. And then I've, what I've watched with other people is yeah, you're just sort of seeing them work out how they want to present themselves, what they're trying to do. You're sort of you're seeing it happen bit by bit. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is. Rather than the finished product of a book or yeah. a bunch of chosen works on a wall, which is still valid. Like Instagram hasn't smashed that away, but it's just presented it, you know, given a different option. Yeah, yeah, and. It, I mean, it's been interesting for me because in periods when I'm 
working and I'm not doing so much work on my photos I tend to just use my iPhone mm. photos um, and and I publish just like once a week and but that's sort of given me a, a little deadline and I've um, developed this little series called Walking to Work mm. which is like mm. the iPhone photos I take on the way to work and yeah, yeah. it forces me to be up earlier in the morning than I never normally <laughs> would but you know I, I've been photographed you know like the moon and mm. sunrises you know which um, kind of things I never would normally do or be around for mm, mm. and um, so I'm, quite, I'm kind of quite interested you know that apart from the sort of projects that I work on in a very deliberate way with a completely different camera there's this other little stream of life mm. going on and um, yeah it seems to be quite valid mm, mm, mm. Um, so way back before Instagram when did you first put together a whole show or a whole volume, a book, a whole kind of series? When did that happen for you first that was significant? You talked about being sort of quite audacious and plonking your photos in front of people and wanting to see them appear as part of a group show or something, but when did you, when did you really feel like you'd first established yourself? Um... I never feel that established, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch my... I know that. Yes. I realised as soon as I said that, yes. that's such a leading... <laughs> no, I'm still emerging. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Um, gosh. That's a good point. All, yes. artists, all artists should still yeah. be still emerging, shouldn't yeah. they? It's basically yeah. over once you've... Yeah. You know, in a way. Yeah, I, well, I think the first um, <clears throat> gallery shows, there was um, a gallery that... Kay Roberts had in Kelburn and I had a show there. I I don't I don't think it was the work was like as gathered together as mm. it, my projects mm -hmm. now are. And then I showed a series called Wild um, at the Thirty Three and a Third Gallery, um, which used to be in Wellington, which was about um, vacant land um, that grew weeds. Mm. Um, and also pictures of rubbish. Um, so I was quite interested in the juxtaposition of mm. those two things. Um, and then <clears throat> I did, um, I sort of started getting interested in set up photos and I did um, a number of series with fabric. Um, one, and I think I exhibited some of them in real pictures in Auckland. Um, like a work called Fabrication, which was about the way people um, perceive nature, and um, it's a bit a bit hard to describe. Yeah, really. yeah, 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 but yeah. They were. So, no, I, I yeah. love I love this though. Like talking to visual yes. artists in an audio medium yeah. is is a real challenge for yeah. for both of us and yes. sometimes for anyone listening. But I think that's a really valid thing yes. to have happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, you know, I've used kind of clothes and fabrics and props to make a series of photos mm. um, and then um, I did another series um, again using clothes called white thread which was about things that people could fear and desire mm. and that had some words in it like I was quite interested in um, creating little scenarios and um, 
having words in the photos. So, for example, I had one picture where I rented a wedding dress and I cut up all the words of the word humour on it and pinned it all over the dress because that's how I felt about wedding dresses. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that that was um, sort of like quite an emotional sort of series. And then I did another um, series called Safe, um, which um, was about sort of the, you know, physical objects um, that were safe from decay, but also mixed that up with the idea of the natural world. And so I did things like, you know, bringing a huge clump of gorse into this living room and mm. photographing that or photographing shears for cutting grass and um, but also photographing some jewellery outside mm. as well. So um, yeah and then I, I think I did one other um, kind of constructed series after that, um, a work called At Sea which was uh, with blue lace and pictures about mm. um, a lot of ideas about the ocean and the sea. Um, mm. Yeah, and then I kind of really wanted to go back into the the real world, um, you know, and do some more documentary style of work. So I started um, of the photos for Old New World mm, mm. at that point. Mm. So I've really um, been photographing for yonks. <laughs> yeah, and so what have you done, I mean, apart from... Um, writing down ideas for poems and slowly putting those together um, what what have you done either directly related to that or completely removed from that to keep yourself living like what have you done work wise around that um, so I've, I've worked in um, communications mm. yeah. so um, at the moment I, I work on contracts in uh, the communications mm. field and I do that for periods of time and often you know I'm lucky to get a also work that's part time yeah 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 have a day off yeah. or ha have a, a regular day off a week or yeah. hours off so yeah, you can yeah. dedicate to your yeah. creative projects yeah and I yeah. take long gaps yeah in, yeah in yeah when your contract the, finishes yes have a few months off or yeah. a few weeks or whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and so you've just balanced life that way yes yeah and I've just um, kind of I've been doing it for about 12 years mm. or something mm. and I've just got more and more into that sort of style of doing mm. things so I just I guess have taught myself not to be worried about security you know just to kind of believe that the universe will hold you up mm, mm, mm. Mm. and and then so where does it fit in that you go to the International Institute of Modern Letters? Um, yeah, well, that was when I finished full-time work, and I yeah. just thought I'm, I'm going to have a year for me. So I applied and, and got into the mm. MA course, which was really thrilling. And mm. so that was just like a completely marvelous year. It mm. was great. It's yeah. become a um, a recurring uh, motif in my podcast. I've talked to quite a <laughs> yes. few people that yeah. have gone through the the yeah. IIML to have done that master's course. But I seem to be grabbing people, because it's been established yes. for so long, I'm grabbing people from different years, which is yes. great. And um, so you would have done that and you at, at a time when all writers were together or, or had they broken off into the separate groups? Uh, 
No, the 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 all writers were together, and yeah. I think it was the last year that Bill Manhart taught right. the class okay. as well. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, and so, but you had sort of submitted as a poet. Yes, you weren't writing short stories. No, you no, I, I've never um, kind of branched off into other things. Yeah. I mean, probably because you know, having photography, yes. it, it's like there is only so much you can yes. do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what? What was the, I mean, apart from being a nice uh, reward at the end of finishing full-time work, what was the course like for you? What did you get from it? What did you, how did, how did you see yourself developing as a writer and how, I don't know, what, what were the sort of lessons from it? How hard was it? Oh, um, it, I mean, it was exhilarating because mm. you were working on your work and you also had people paying attention to your work yep. which was pretty amazing and mm. um, and those people had yeah. um, were going through their own version yes. of that process so yes. you could um, you know you were aligned in the sense yes. that you knew what it took out of you yeah yeah um, because it's a big year of reading right oh yeah it's a massive yeah, year yeah, of reading yeah lots, lots of reading more reading than yes. writing in a yes. way yeah and I, I suppose it help me because you have to do a manuscript yes. I mean it helped me with learn what was going to be in a book and how many poems that had to be and yeah what, a, what, yeah. what how, how to shape yeah. a folio yeah. yeah yeah and what um, I mean how much of a delayed dummy run was it for the book that's now materialised? Yeah, well, the, the first manuscript wasn't really successful, um, mm. so I had to sit down and write something else, and I. So, which which Hang became. On. When you say not successful, do you mean to yourself, or was sort of judged that way that like you need to submit more, um, or are you just talking about being your own? Yeah, well, no, nobody really wanted to publish it, so right. yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I, at a certain point, I just thought, oh well write a different manuscript yeah yeah um and um yeah so that kind of started me off on the journey to writing to, so, yeah, social yeah. media yeah. yeah and who else was in your year in the course and how connected have any of you stayed um yeah well um and there's, yeah there's a number of people that i'm from remain mm. friends with because that seems to be a, yeah. a common occurrence yes. that, yeah, that little, yeah. little splinter groups are yes. formed or yeah yeah, yeah. so um, Gigi Fenster who's mm -hmm. a great novelist mm. and Sue Orr and Craig Cliff um, and um, Anna Taylor was in there mm. um, and then there's other people yeah, yeah. that you might not know so much like yeah. Lucy Orbell and um, Emma Gallagher and yeah so it, it was a pretty interesting group and lovely group of people. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So you you finished that year on some level wanting to have a book out, but as you say, it was not successful. Oh. But you've, in a way, you've kind of bitten by the bug. Yeah, yeah. Fully at that point of, oh, yes. well, I would like to rework some stuff and try for a book. You, yes. You weren't put off completely. No. Quite no, opposite. no. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I had been writing before, yeah, yeah, before yeah. that, um, but yeah, it was um, yeah really kind of just made writing an essential mm. part of your life, and you know just something that you're just unhappy 
if you're not doing it or, mm. Mm. you know, you're not sort of searching for new things. Mm. Well, let's talk a little bit more about social media, the book, and the kind of, I guess, the stories in it and the kind of theme or themes that emerge because um, we started this, I got you to read the first poem, which I love, but that, in a way, I think doesn't give much up about what's going to happen you know maybe on some metaphorical sense it does but it certainly doesn't it it has a little lead lead into it yeah 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 but then we get into um i think just a couple of pages later i think inventing a person is really where for me Mm -hmm. i start to get an idea at um some of the things that are going to happen in here and also um just hearing you talk about your style of photography makes the poem Ode to Motels make a whole lot more sense to me in in that anti-poem it's an anti-poem like some of your anti-photos is that right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It, I, mean, it I mean, I loved it when I read it I was like, this is, <laughs> this is absolutely great I love this and it's one of those things where I'm like why didn't I, why didn't I have that idea? Yeah. Like, you know, I actually went well, that's just great that's kind of messing with the whole list yeah. poem thing it's yeah it's it's kind of a blurred yes list. yeah like yeah. A, yeah, yeah 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 like yeah. a blurred like a blurred image yeah, yeah 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 so how did you i mean it's such a clunky question to ask but how did you arrive at these how did you put yourself in the headspace to get to these and how did this start to make sense to you why why were these the poems that not only came out but got grouped together um, well, I, I, I have a writing group called mm. the Our Girls who um, we we meet, you know, like every six weeks or whatever, and that's sort of like quite a good writing mm. deadline. And yeah, yeah, I started to um, collect the um, the group of poems about the fictional people together, and they responded well to that, mm. and. At a certain point, I felt like, oh, maybe a manuscript is um, starting to shape here. So I, I um, Jenny Bornholt very kindly looked at the work and said, I'll do some more writing, you know, you need to write some more of these poems and, you know, see what shape it's in at mm. the end, um, which was a bit like being given a good prescription from the doctor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, that kind of gave me a... Goal to um, yeah. kind of keep working, and I thought oh, I'll I'll write a lot more of the alphabet poems, the you know, the, the poems about mm. the characters, and and see where that takes. And I so I kind of really focused on that um, <clears throat> until I kind of felt I'd run out of ideas or wasn't writing mm. very interesting things, and so then I started to look for things I could write. Um, or gather from the past to put around them. Mm-mm. I, I was just looking for, I knew there was a note in here somewhere, and of course it's at the back where the notes are usually kept, but there was a note that about um, these characters are just letters, X, Y, S and R in place of names, and you, you, you say that they are products of my imagination and wholly fictional. Did you feel you had to say that? Yeah, were you, well, were you worried that <laughs> certain people in your life might say, oh, you've written about me? And, and has that happened anyway? Because not everyone reads the notes. Um, well, no, no, nobody has said, oh, that's about me. But, yeah, I, yeah, I did want to make it clear, make it clear that, yeah, yeah. that it wasn't about anyone, you know, that 
that. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think maybe also one, and this is probably one of the things that social media has certainly instilled in people is we assume, you know, the whole write what you know um, thing is fine, but we now assume that people are just writing about themselves and people they've come across. Whereas there is such a thing in poetry and fiction as actual fiction, as imagining things. It might come from a yeah. tiny little yeah, yeah. You know, moment that happened or whatever, but you can flip that right around to the point that you are making, you are actually making yeah. something up. And I almost think people don't believe that anymore. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there is this thing where you, you know, you write about, you know, the woman or she yes. or yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. and everyone's like, oh, that's really you. Yeah, you're writing in the second person. Yes. It's you. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I, I did find it enormously freeing to have like mm. characters and it, it, mm. it seemed like something a bit beyond poetry like it um and i could sort of give them adventures that mm. i quite liked yeah, yeah 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 um do you want to read do you want to choose something to read from here oh okay why why as x when y writes as x she thinks she should write sentences like jabs in a boxing match, but pulled at the last minute by a sudden funniness. How does he do that? She looks at X's writing and sees his sentences are often shockingly short. X would never write a word like disbenefit, and then in a long parenthesis explain that surprisingly the word does exist and how he feels embarrassed he didn't know and that the person who used the word had a blocky confidence they would rise in the organisation, so took words from the course rather than the old ones with their shabby disadvantages, and how this upsets X in ways he can't explain. Close parenthesis. When X sees Y's attempts to write as him, he's startled by the bluntness of the text. He's become an alarmingly savage person. Put in, please, there and there, he tells why, and thank her, end by thanking her. It's a tricky um, piece to read. It is. I imagine. It you is. Know, I mean, you did a good job of it, but I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not. I'm not saying that in the suggestion that you didn't do it well. But I imagine that's a very tricky. Do you have, have you done a lot of poetry reading? Like, do you perform very often? Um, I've I've just started to do a little bit more reading. Mm, obviously, because you've got yes. a book out. And yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I I actually quite enjoy it in mm. a, a, an odd sort of way. Um, because I think it's a chance to renew the poems. Like, mm, mm. after you've lived with them on a page for a long while, you just can't look at them anymore. Mm. Like, you know, like you feel like you know every line and word mm, and, mm. you know, you just can't enter them. But when you have to read them, then um, yeah, do you, you're kind of articulating them yes. again. Do you not, yeah, do you notice there's a difference in your voice when you read them out to the voice that you... You know, we read we read them on the page in our head, yeah. and it's actually very different when you read them out. I think, I, or can yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think, um, yeah, definitely, and, and um, you have to kind of practice quite a bit to get the right emphasis and rhythm for, mm. for the poem. 
I mean, I imagine it might be a bit like singing a song or something. Yeah, true. Over yeah. and over again. Mm, yeah, yeah. You'll always, you know, I've interviewed yes. a lot of musicians who will say, who will talk about the the great uh, fun they have in performing something yeah. live, bec- you know, even a well-known yeah. song, because they're getting everything from it, an audience yeah. response, they're getting to yeah. maybe change it subtly with time or, you know you even get lines that just suddenly sound funny because they were written so long ago. And I'm just thinking of an example off the top of my head, you know, the the Who are still out there singing My Generation and they yes. have to sing Hope I Die Before I Get Old. And it's a song that they had written about people probably the age they are now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they were saying we don't want to become yeah. you. And now they have to... <laughs> and some of the recordings of it... And um, now, like, I hope I don't die because I'm it's, old, or I, yeah. you know, and things like that. So they get to play with it. So I guess poets get to do that too. But do you, you know, have you been a regular sort of? A, do, do you go and watch poetry readings? Like, is that part of the process for you? Do you go and see performers? Um, yeah, I mean, if there's somebody I'm yeah, yeah. interested in, um, yeah. definitely. Um, I've enjoyed the uh, the people that they're bringing out to the verb festival some some of those like yeah. um that at the last lit crawl they had um Kafra Akbar mm-hmm. and that was a great interview with Kim Hill mm. and him reading his poems and last night I went to the poetry showcase and I really enjoyed um hearing Chen Chen mm. and Harry Josephine Giles. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um so yeah, I mean I don't I don't go to poetry all the time but you know mm. if, if there's um, someone I think I'm going to yeah, be yeah. interested in hearing yeah. I, I do uh, quite enjoy that yeah. and are you a big um, are you a big consumer of, a big reader of poetry like a yeah. big reader of other people's books yeah I, I do usually I, you try I, to keep up as I guess what yes I'm, yeah I do yeah. I, I listen to the New, New Yorker poetry yeah, yeah. podcast um, and the things they do a lot and mm. Because I, I like having like completely different and unknown people mm. sort of thrown up and um, just being in awe of, you know, somebody's technique mm. or the sensibility in the work and thinking, oh, I would like that, you know, mm. and, which is quite a valuable spur to me. We, to, were, yeah. we were talking off tape briefly about the Arts Festival programme launch that's also just yeah. happened and because oh, um, I saw you at the launch, but one of the... Um, people in that is Kate Tempest. Do you know her work? Cause no, she, I don't. Yeah, yeah. We were talk, when we were talking off tape and I mentioned a couple of things that would be worth seeing, I forgot to say how great she is. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, because yep. she's doing writers and readers as yes. I, I gather a straight reading, yes. but she also performs poetry with music. Yes. So she I've seen her before performing yeah. with a live band and she's really fantastic. Like her voice is... Um, I think she's kind of understanding the human condition on quite a profound on quite a profound level actually yeah I'll, I will, I will um, keep an eye out for that yeah. I'd, I'm, I'm not sure that I always like you know like poems put to oh, song I'd, I definitely I, don't yeah. no so I'm glad, so, glad yeah, to hear yeah, that yeah, yeah. no yes. no I definitely don't it has it has worked on occasion yes. and, yeah. when it, and it has worked and been yeah. brilliant you know and I'm a even though it, it's funny listening to them now because they were created for the 60s and 70s yes. but you know Gil Scott Heron's an obvious example of I think like some of her stuff is fantastic but generally I'd run a mile from that but yes. she manages to do both very well yeah. just both the straight reading and the and the very musical um, there's a there's a big 
musicality to her voice. So, you know, it isn't just a person reading with something happening behind her. There is a real yeah. integration of, oh, yeah. of the poems and the, and, the, and the music. Like, it's been done for a reason. You know, oh, okay. I, think, I yeah. think the fact that she performs straight readings on the side and puts out books of the words as well as putting out albums, you know, she is trying to do two different things. She is aware of them being two different forms that can sometimes come together. Yeah, oh, well, I will, I will definitely watch out yeah. for her. Um, yeah. I mean, I suppose the other person we were talking about, Willie Vlalton. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like his songs, both for the D-Lines and Richmond Fontaine, mm. are mm. little stories. Yeah, totally. I think he's one yeah. of the great yeah. modern American short story writers yeah. that really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I was lucky to see him in America actually read a couple of short stories. Yeah. And so, I'm, you know, even though he's given us enough with his albums, because he writes novels as well, I always sort of hold on to the idea he might actually publish a book of short stories because I think he is actually a, a legitimately great short story writer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the songs are, yeah, definitely little short stories like yeah. vignettes. Of- yes some tale of despair yeah, and out of luckness and, and you and, yeah. you and you see and um you see and feel them mm. as much as you hear them don't you yeah, actually yeah the images pop up you can yeah yeah i i can still just talking about this now because i mean it was what um probably four or five i was probably uh, six or seven years ago that i saw him in america um and i can still remember mm. phrases from the short story that yeah. to my knowledge is not published anywhere but I can hear them in his voice, yeah, and him talking about a, a, a him talking about you know a, it was a really sad sad story about a uh, domestic abuse situation. It's just so incredibly powerful and evocative, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm kind of just getting like chills thinking about yes. it now, and I, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. something I think about every day. But I do often think how amazing it was to to see him do that yeah. little kind of impromptu performance, yeah. You know, he's a real... And so what well, What are some of the other elements for you like that? Like, music-wise and, I guess, um, outside of poetry, other writing, what have been some of your kind of go-to, either heroes or inspirations or just things that you like and move towards? Um, you're, a big, yeah. you, you're a pretty big music fan, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely in the Americana. Yeah. Um, audience yes yes <laughs> yeah. um so you get the newsletters yeah. from whatever the tuning fork are doing or whatever uh, <laughs> well uh, should do yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah i love i love listening to music mm. um i you know i mean i i don't know whether it intersects with my writing but mm, you know mm. i do um yeah really really love music um and I mean, just the visual arts generally. Mm, mm. I, you know, mm. I kind of I like painting and sculpture and um, lots of things mm, really. Mm. Um, and films, mm. TV dramas, yes, yeah, yeah. all those yeah. things. Yeah. Can you can you work to music, or do you work in silence? Uh, Nearly silence. Pretty much in silence. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I mean I I can work with sort of background mm, household mm. noise but you don't put on a favorite album and try and hone into no, something no no it's happening while you're yeah, yeah. scanning images or no yeah I've, I've never you know i like maybe 
you know, when I'm doing the banking or something, I might play yeah. a little bit of subdued jazz <laughs> type stuff, but I'm not actually very good at concentrating yeah. on words in the computer with music. I'm always sort of really interested in people around the office who with mm. their headphones on who are listening to wild rock while, you know, mm. writing policy or mm. whatever, but um, it, I, I can't actually do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me about, um, we actually talked, uh, you were telling me about stuff just before I hit record, and I want to actually get you to repeat some of that about some of the photo projects that you're involved in outside of your own work, the photo box stuff. Oh, right, yeah. So um, there's, there's two main things that I do. One mm. is um, I'm a member of Photo Forum and I'm the reviews editor for the Photo Forum website. And we've been really fortunate over the last two years to get grants from Creative New Zealand, which means... Um, that um, I've been able to commission reviews of shows around New Zealand and books and um, also last year we um, <clears throat> have had featured portfolios of people's work and so I've put photographers together with mm. writers um, and you know we've run um, slideshows of their work uh, with writing beside it and we've also um, had some essays and um, curated exhibitions where people have done online exhibitions. Mm. So that's been um, pretty delightful and exciting. Mm. And I really like being involved in that. Um, mm. And um, then the other thing um, I'm doing is I'm a member of the Photo Book New Zealand Committee, mm. which we're now in our third year. And um, alongside the Arts Festival, we run a photo book festival. And so that's... Um, books that, photo books are books that serious photographers do a bit like putting together a novel, mm. um, you know, their long form narrative of photographs and it's a very big thing all around the world, you know, like this really famous mm. photo festivals in Paris and uh, Los Angeles and New York and everywhere and so we decided that we wanted to bring some of that to Wellington since, you know, it's quite hard to mm, mm. travel, yeah, yeah. quite <laughs> expensive yeah. for people to travel and so um, we started to gather together partnerships uh, like Massey University and Papa and Memento Pro sponsors us and um, get funding to invite people that we really want to see in New Zealand mm. and really interested in their work and think that um, other people like them um, and so that festival's grown into um, a masterclass that Massey runs which is very popular um, where we have really interesting guests and a photo book fair where people from um, around New Zealand and also Australia come over and show their books and sell them you know like either individual photographers or small presses mm. or small scale distributors mm. Um, and then we have a whole series of free lectures of um, photographers and publishers talking about their work. And yeah, so that's um, that's been very successful. That's mm, mm, amazing. Yeah. yeah, it sort of strikes me that if someone um, wasn't already aware of you and what you do and was interested in photography, you're kind of a good one stop shop for someone, <laughs> for someone to google and, and look through it because your name links to all of this stuff and you know you can you, 
you know I'll supply in the in the notes to this I'll supply links to that stuff anyway. But you know just to, just googling your name and and photography puts people into a whole lot of different forums and finds a whole lot of different events that are being run and things. Yeah, I, I mean I suppose it's part of to me it's part of creativity, you know, and also fostering like, a community. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, you know, like, this is where I live, so I want the community that I'm in to be as good as possible. Mm. So it makes sense to um, contribute to that. And, you know, I enjoy um, helping other people as well. Yeah. It's it's amazing, these things. Like, there's a really... I like a Facebook page called Wellington Through a Lens. And mm. it's just people that live in Wellington posting photographs of things around yeah. town, you know, yeah. and the range that happens is incredible. Yeah, you know, from yeah. very cliched images that are beautiful, but postcards yeah. to these sort of anti photographs that you're talking about. Um, everything there to you know to people doing selfies to s- staged portraits to all sorts of things, and and then you might just get a, a a photograph of a tree that's blown over, or a rubbish bin, yeah. or and that's or a traffic a, cone, or a traffic cone. Yeah, well, <laughs> you do. No, you you definitely get a photo of a traffic cone on there because I have posted a yes. couple of pictures on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my little thing. Yeah, <laughs> which I, do. I, I don't know how that happened. Yes, I, I, maybe somebody could do a podcast on your traffic cones. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's yeah. gonna happen. But um, yeah, I can't. I don't know how that came about but I do like it it's 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 fun to me yeah, yeah. well it's good I think to have um, maybe an organizing device in your mm. in your work mm-hmm. yeah 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 no all I'm doing at the moment is getting them and posting them and yeah. I you know I need to actually properly choose and catalog some ones that might actually mean something to me too also but yeah I know what you mean like it's just a I sort of, I guess, I sort of started photographing them as human replacements. Yeah. Poss- you know, yeah. possibly like that thing we talked about about not liking the staged image of the person. I mean, a cone doesn't yeah. move. So, but there it is. I sort of see it as like a replacement for those awful family photographs I had to stand there for. Oh, uh, right, okay, I, I th- that's I wonder, a nice idea. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if that's where it's, yeah, you know, that's yeah. about as psychoanalytical yeah. as I can get of myself yeah. on those, but yeah. 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 But I think when you're working um, <laughs> on something, it's quite good mentally to have a, like a tennis court that you're yes. playing in. Yes, And yeah, totally. Once you've found those boundaries, then it allows you to make the work. Um, mm. Like one, I would, it has just reminded me of a project that I <coughs> did after Old New World called um, Bent, which um, was about how people have shaped and used trees in mm. the New Zealand landscape. Um, mm. And that, um, what you know, once I decided on that framework and had got some information courtesy of my then next door neighbour about the history, colonial history of Mm. how trees were used throughout New Zealand and how that's Mm. impacted on the tree landscape, then that gave me a framework to go out looking and taking photos and also 
in um, <clears throat> I published it as a limited edition book and um, I, I made a thing that I had to name all the trees mm, mm. so they weren't sort of anonymous mm, mm. yeah and you did that show um, last year was it last year or earlier this year at photo space I feel like it was last year yeah um, it was the I, Auckland photographs yeah I did um, it was first shown at the Park instead mm, in mm. Auckland um, it's called the long view um, and that's about the Auckland CBD because um, mm, yeah. there was a road cone or two in there there was a yeah. road cone or two yeah. in there, yeah. yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they were great images. Thank you. Yeah. Lots of buildings, lots yeah. of um, lots of clashes of surfaces, lots of um, sun bending things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and little people. In, yes, in the, yes, yeah, in little details and little people. Yes. and Yeah. Yeah, I remember staring at one of them for what seemed like a very long time and then Peter came over and said I like the way she's got this and this and this in there and I hadn't even noticed that you know because I yeah. was too busy taking in yeah. all these other little details yeah yeah. Great. yeah yeah that's um yeah that's something I like and um in photos and I was really aiming for to have a just a very big picture plane mm. um and yeah to have little things that actually connected the picture and made it work but mm. very subtle so that you could just your eye could wander right around the picture and find them mm. Um, mm. and kind of connect them up but you wouldn't necessarily know unless you'd kind of looked at the work mm. for, for a long while mm. Mm. and so I mean you're always taking photos you've got your your series of on the way to work photos and you've got your Instagram uh, account that you update but um, is there a, a new particular sort of photo project for you personally that's on the go after that last exhibition? Um, so I yeah I'm, I'm doing some more work on my Wellington of the Hills mm. project which mm. is you know like about the emotional experience emotional and psychological experience of living in Wellington Hills mm. and a way of saying that I do live here and mm. this is my very ordinary but yet quite remarkable environment mm. Um, mm. and I'm doing another series as well that I could, couldn't really talk about because it's a sort of mess really. right it's yes. still it's yes. still finding itself yes yeah 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 and do you, you know, what when you're not snapping on your iPhone, what what sort of gear do you use now? Um, I, I have a, a D850 uh, a Nikon, which um, is a lovely camera. It's, mm. it's rather heavy, so I um, kind of tend to go out with it in a very purpose. In a, jo in a sort of jobbing capacity, in yeah, the sense no, that no, you're off to actually do some yeah, work for yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a candid... Um, carry on thing yeah. no and that's pro probably why the iPhone is such a joy mm, mm. that it's always there and yeah but for the um, serious project photos I do you use, use do you use the iPhone as a I guess as a painter would use a sketch pad is, can that sometimes be yeah, the case that yeah, you're like I want to just capture that and then I'm going to yes. come back and try oh, oh, you know obviously 
lots of the variables change the longer you leave something, but can it be used that way? Have you used it that way? Um, I, I try to sort of keep them separate. I try to yeah. keep my iPhone for just being really playful and taking anything that yeah. I want. And yeah. But I have actually um, done a book, a little limited edition book of iPhone photos called Medical Daydreams, mm, mm. Um, which was uh, photos sort of symbolising interior mm. narratives. Mm. Um, yeah, because I felt, you know, I'd collected such a lot of them and I was kind of quite interested in the work. Mm, mm. Um, so the, the iPhone, you know, and I've sold some of those images to galleries, so, you know, the iPhone... It's valid. <laughs> it, it, it kind of has a, a yes. place, but, yeah. most, but mostly I do work in it in quite a different way to yeah, my big yeah. camera. Like my big camera, I have, you know, like I'll work on a, editing a series throughout the year and carefully considering images and pulling them out and printing at them and looking at them and, you know going back some months later to continue that series so, whereas with the iPhone it's like I take the, fo the photos and I delete half of them because they're not good and I mm, mm. bung them on the computer and quickly put them into a collection you know yeah. like I, I deliberately make it a no stress sort yeah, of yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. now I noticed you, uh, must have been an interview I read with you recently you mentioned Teju Cole yeah. uh, and that you're a bit of a fan of his um, and I haven't read his novels, but I have read his photography criticism, and I have looked at his mm. photos, and I love that book, that, that sort of travel book that he put out recently. Are you thinking of Blind Spot? Yeah, yeah, I call it a travel book because yeah. it's photos from. Yes. Yeah, that's a very uh, limited description of yeah. it. But, but that's that to me. That was a really amazing book. I know, I know that sort of book has existed before, but. Um, just to explain it for anyone that hasn't come across it yet, it's photos, but he's sort of responding to them in kind of blocks of text that it's almost like the Instagram thing, but yes. it's like a slightly bigger version yes. of the, what you can do on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, I sort of, I, I liked some things about that yeah. book, but not everything. I'd well, I was interested in, yeah, I was interested in how he sustained it. Like, yeah. I thought, you know, how did you go, how did he get through that project and and find something new to write about with each thing without lapsing into just a description of the scene that was already there. I thought he mostly did that quite well. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I actually really liked the writing. But yeah, not the images. Not, not the images so much. Yeah, I think I'm yeah. the same. I really yeah. loved the writing, but yeah. I liked the concept of it, certainly. Yeah, I, I think it's, um, it's really hard to put writing with photos. Mm. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you can put writing sort of at the back of things or at the front of things, but to actually, you know, keep physically associating them mm. with, I, it's hard for them, I think, not to compete against each other. Mm. Mm. So is he, do you, are you also saying you think he's a better writer than he is a photographer? Mm, possibly. Possibly, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. 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 I, I enjoy reading his photography criticism. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what he's, uh, I think, well, as yes. I say, I haven't read the novel, the actual yes. pure novels yet, but I, I, my understanding so far of his work is that's what he's best at. Yeah, I, I mean, I really... And that's pretty good, like, yeah, you know, it wouldn't yeah. matter if he, he didn't do any of the other yeah. things. Yeah, I mean, I really loved Open City, his yes. first novel. Right. And, um, his 
Yeah, must, I have must, that. I must, I must yeah, read it. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good to know. Um, and who else sort of, I guess, in that kind of space do you recommend or or follow regularly? You know, there are another couple of names that you think people should read their work on photography. Um, well, David Campney is always worth reading. Mm. He's um, pretty amazing. He's, he's very prolific, but he's a great, great writer on photography like I, li- I like um, people who have a kind of very deep knowledge of something and mm. the confidence to kind of connect it to the world in quite a large way but also to comment back on the art if that sounds coherent yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I quite enjoy um, yeah, Alex Soth um, who's a very famous American photographer mm. and, but he is very open in the way he talks about his practice and mm. the dilemmas he's having and the changes of direction and why he did this and that and yeah so he's mm. he's quite an interesting person to follow he's on Instagram this little brown mushroom mm. and he publishes he publishes poetry he really loves poetry um, and yeah interesting little videos and things like that. He's a very creative mm. sort of person. Mm, mm, mm. And now, lots of um, musicians over the years have taken a long time to eventually put out an album, or they've taken a big break and then put out an album, and what's happened on the back of that is they have suddenly found themselves releasing a second and third album quite quickly. Uh, are you going to do that with poetry books, do you think? Huh. Are you? Bit, I guess what I'm saying. Are, are, you, are you? Have you been bitten again by the bug of it? Like, are you? Res, well, what I gather is the reception to the book's been pretty good so far. Well, um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm always writing. Like, mm. I have this niggly little voice. If I don't mm. write, so um, I will keep writing. Um, yeah. Whether how long it takes to gather together another collection mm. or not. Um, I, I still seem to be heading off in the direction of anti-poetry or mm. kind of trying to find sort of impure things to write about um, rather than things that are very obvious or that always seem to be in collections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there another one you want to read from here? I'm just trying to think if there's one that I would love to get you to read. I almost want you to read the... Um Ode to motels, but then part of me wants people to dis- discover yes. that when they uh, when they find the book. Um, but do you want to ha- do you want to um, um, finish with another one? Yeah, sure. Um, Is there anything that you want to put across that I haven't asked you yet, or we haven't talked about? I feel like we've had a pretty nice chat. No, no, no I I think that's fine. Um, I'm I feel like we could finish with a poem. Would be nice. Yes. Um, maybe, um, maybe I'll, um, read another one of the poems from the, the characters, um, and this, this one, um, involves a character called S, who, um, is quite ambitious, but feels a bit unfulfilled in, um, the work that he does and and this is purely fictional right yeah purely fictional Good. purely Good. fictional yeah. um and um but also he he likes making films so um 
And as I wrote this, I thought, what a great film. I would like to make this film. So it was sort of me having, <laughs> having some fun. Yeah. Bam. I sat there, a tall woman who loved netball, but had crashed and hurt her back, S tells his new friend. Tired of her sly doubts, he stopped telling why about ideas for films, preferring the excitement of a new confessor. For weeks, the woman couldn't train or pick up her baby, but sat straight all day taking calls from people confused about how to register or why they had to pay or yelling about the government. Her voice, still calm, became firmer as she said the same thing in different ways, like she was searching for the moment to snatch the ball and blaze down the court, yellow hair flying to her physio. What if I filmed hundreds of women like her, said S, or five at least, the days of explaining, then letting off steam, or catching the supervisor's eye and moving quickly to the next, and the callers who'd maybe banged the phone down, then said bitch or cunt, going on to water the plants or walk the dog, jerking the, lo the lead when the dog stopped to sniff, and what the woman did after work going hard at roller derby or rushing to pick up the baby so they could get dinner on. The film would be about when the woman and the callers collided, then sprang apart. No linked narratives. Just bam, then separate lives. Yeah, perfect. Hey, I've really loved chatting to you. I'm a big fan of your Instagram page. Thank you. I'm a big fan of your book of poetry and I'm a big fan of your photos that I've seen off Instagram. And um, yeah, we've only met a couple of times, but it was lovely to have this conversation. Thank you. Well, I'm a mutual fan base here. <laughs> Golden light from the oil rigs at night. I can see them off the coast. Three more days